This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together Short Bite Edition. Thanks so much for joining us. Today we're going to be reviewing another workbook. We've been yep. we've been on a line of workbooks. I've been finishing workbooks in our morning basket. We yeah. thought we'd we'd start talking a little bit about these workbooks. We you know, we we I enjoy doing workbooks with my daughter. It's just like um a, a great little thing that I can pull out of the morning basket or I can pull out and give to her as kind of like a warm-up exercise. Right. These are supplemental for yeah. our, you know, with our main curriculums um, and a good way to cover topics that we wouldn't otherwise get to do. And it, exactly. It, in the case today, we're talking about handwriting, which handwriting. is, you know, a, a subject that we don't directly focus on. I mean, you are writing in the reading curriculum and she is doing writing in math, but yeah. to, to really have some focus on it, we added this really cool little workbook. Yeah, I found a lot of the workbook works you know, whether we're doing another subject like geography or we're doing a STEM one now with Evan Moore as well. There's a lot of writing in those and her handwriting has really come along. And I really like those books for like kind of the, maybe if you're, if you're thinking about using a workbook, using it to do both whatever the subject is that you might be already missing, but also as an exercise in handwriting, I think has been a kind of a revelation to me. And mm -hmm. I think that it's it's almost funny, like a lot of these things that we're learning on the fly with mm -hmm. our oldest, our my youngest is gonna you know really benefit from the fact that right. you know we're we're using our first as a guinea pig for a lot of stuff. I don't think she's I don't think our second one's gonna do as much curriculum. I know for our older one, I've been doing a lot of well, we've individual been trying a lot of curriculums. things. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we wanted to share too what we try and what we like and what seemed to work for us. Um, you know, and and I think her handwriting we've recently finished this handwriting book and yeah. I feel like her handwriting has really come a long way yeah. um, in it. So we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So we, so there, there's typically about two styles that most people know about. There's a print, which is kind of a blocky print. Mm -hmm. And then there's a standard cursive that we, I think we all remember us doing, having to do in, in elementary school. Right. Um, we've chosen to do the, uh, this style called Denelian. So it's a D apostrophe NEA. L-I-A-N, and we'll put that in the show notes. We'll, we'll actually put a link to the book that we use. Yeah, in this the is show called Denelian well. Handwriting. Specifically, yeah, I think and it's by Scott Forsman. Yeah, I think this is the only workbook for Denelian. Yeah. It's one that is difficult to find. So if you decide to go this route, just be prepared. There's like only one. We got this at Rainbow Resources, which I think is one of the only places that I've seen. I don't know if it's on Amazon, but we'll find a link and we'll put it in the show notes so you can see. So to kind of go over the basics between the differences. So um, print and cursive, as Matt said, um, you know, there's always this debate. Mm -hmm. what do we teach our kids? Do we teach them how to do cursive? Do we teach them how to do print? Now, one of the first things everybody says is, well, we have to teach cursive. You have to be able to read the great documents of our country and you have to be able to read letters to grandma and all these things, right? And um, so I just want to like get it out of the way. Obviously, being able to write cursive and being able to read cursive are two different skills. Um, they can be the same, I guess. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you learn to write it, then you can obviously read it. But we... We didn't want that to influence our decision directly. Mm -hmm. We can still teach our daughter how to read cursive, even if she doesn't know how to write it. Um, mm -hmm. So she can read letters. Her, her uh, gra letters from grandma is a perfect example because her grandmother, yeah. your mom, yeah. has beautiful cursive writing. Um, and my Grammy has beautiful cursive that they both write to her. So there, there is that's definitely a need to be able to read cursive. Mm -hmm. So for us, I wasn't sure what to do. And I did a lot of research. And I was like, well... 
you know, cursive is supposed to be better for getting fine, fine motor skills, you know, getting mm-hmm. that, that looping and flow to your writing and, yeah. and then, but, you know, printing is closer to what she's going to see in our reading texts and in early, Standard early novels, readers, early readers, all of that. That's yeah. all going to be printing. So it's like, is it going to be, is it going to be too difficult for us to teach our daughter cursive while she is learning to read in block printing, which I thought was going to be kind of a mismatch, maybe like and make make our lives more difficult. Yeah. So one of the things that I came across was Danelian. And the idea here is, and, and I think we used to learn how to print this way because it looks a lot like the handwriting that I did when I was in first grade. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, you know, a lot of us will print, but we also blend with cursive. I think that that's because, but I think that we, I think this is how we used to learn to write. I think that this is late eighties, early nineties. What it is, is it's a, it's a print, but then every letter has a tail. Yeah. So there's a a little loop at uh, pretty much, uh, you know, like a T or an I or an N. They all have a little little draw up at the end. Right. Which is how we, we, I know that that's how I wrote because I have some of my old documents and that's how I was writing when I was in school. So so they, you're learning to print, but you have these tails. And then as the levels go on, I think it's at level three, maybe third grade level, that then you connect the tails and you do have to change a couple of letters like Q, for example. Yeah. There's a few K. There's a few that the cursive letter doesn't look R um, as yeah. much like the... Um, the the print letter but for a lot of letters it's just the idea of connecting them and so by teaching Danelian you make it easier for your child to go to cursive later and I thought that this was a perfect blend between teaching them printing which is something that she can use right now with a reading curriculum but then later she's all set for cursive without having to totally learn something totally different if she's into cursive at that time either Mm -hmm. of our daughters and if she's not then they'll have pretty handwriting because personally i think that the printing is really ugly as far as like a way to write as an adult and i wanted them to have some sort of flow to their handwriting yeah i mean there's always the aesthetics element you know to the point where some people you know, they treat it almost like calligraphy, where it has to be. And an you art. certainly can. Well, you absolutely can, but I think from the standpoint of what we're trying to do is, is just give her an efficient writing style that where she, if if she is asked to do one or the other, you know, for some reason, she can do that. Right, and, and if cursive is something that that yeah. interests her and she wants to learn how to write, in it cursive, wouldn't take much to get there. Right, this is going to be a great. She's already going to have taken many of the steps on the path to cursive and i think even just from my own writing style i tend to blend the two together mm-hmm. and it's, a lot of us do a lot of and, and i think a lot of us did this you know if we went to college we did a lot of note-taking it, it really drives efficiency in that in that respect and you end up actually just writing in whatever's the most efficient manner to get the most down on the paper in the least amount of time and i think uh, a denelian style handwriting is a decent approximation to, to that but I, I really find that I use I use kind of a, a combination of these two, and if you just you know average all my letters together, it does look a lot like Danielian. And you're right; I think this was kind of the style that I remember in like you know my teacher's second grade class. Right, we and maybe t- this was the steps yeah. that we took towards learning cursive because we both did learn yeah, cursive. Th- this may be a precursive kind of starting, and it thing. is. And so, but I I like that we didn't just go with handwriting. So you know, yeah. if you see handwriting programs out there like Handwriting Without Tears and some of the other ones, they're only going to have a print. And a cursive, yeah. and we wanted, we wanted something in the middle. 
so yeah. that we could have the option later. So yeah. that's anyway. the, the background behind why we went with Denelian. Exactly. So, you know, the preamble aside, the Denelian handwriting book, it's a pink book. It's got some, you know, art, artwork on the front. I really felt that this was a good starting point for any young learner who is starting to work on handwriting. Um, you can start, you know, I think we started this, I think when she was four and a half, really early in her handwriting. I think the only thing she knew how to write was maybe her name because of uh, the Montessori. We started some yeah. very early pages. Yeah. We we did this solidly through her kind of five-year-old year yeah, yeah. because like, we, we started a little bit early and just helping her work on her penmanship. So can you go over the structure of the book? Absolutely, yeah. So basically, um, at the start of the book, they really start from the basics. You know, at first they're they're basically showing you how to sit. You know, when you're writing, you know, not slouched over, not oh, sit, how to hold your pencil, how to hold your pencil. What's right-handed position? What's your left-handed position? So they actually help, you know, you d- determine what 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 you're going to do. And they gave nice some nice you know pictures of kids and. You know, it actually looks a little dated too, like the image wise. Looks like it was from the nineties. Like, Wait a minute, is that math? It's a, it's a throwback handwriting. I know. Well, that's a nice number line on it. <laughs> anyway, so um and then so they start there and they really get you kind of, you know, they educate you as a parent, but also, you know, the student and they see pictures of other kids doing things, and I think that's very helpful. And then they, they really ease you into it. They start with like drawing circles making lines, connecting things. They actually had this really cool one. It's like a maze where there was a path and you had to keep the pencil mark inside the path. So it was really training them. They're working on that fine dexterity. If you think that you're going to be thrown, you know, the first 20 or 30 pages, they are not writing any letters. They, I think at the most they do start doing numbers. Actually, they think they start, if I remember right. Yeah, because this is the kinder book. Yeah, it it actually starts with numbers. And there's these little activities that they get to do, like, oh, find the matching bird, and they have to draw a circle around it, or connect the dots, or try to try to draw this picture, and it's like a dinosaur, and my goodness, my daughter made a really nice dinosaur. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> I mean, that's, no, it's terrible. But then, like, little things like that, where they, they start you off, then they start to have you do, like, your finishing lines and your finishing letters, so they'll actually have a, uh, like, for example, the letter Z, and you have the two horizontal slashes and the horizontal lines, and you have to connect the slash between the two of them. Yeah, so they're doing part of the part letter of the letters. You. Yeah, they, and they, you know the learner has to do that. And then once you get into the actual writing of letters or numbers, like for example, numbers, the learner will actually have to write it maybe thirty times on the sheet. So if you want to, you know, extend this book out, I mean, I, I think it's only it's about one hundred and sixty pages. So if you're imagining, okay, I want this to take two years or I want this to take a year and I want to go really slow, I'm not necessarily teaching them the letter sounds or the letter recognition. I just want them to practice. You can imagine doing half a sheet a day or one page a day. You don't have to do every single page. I do know they noticed they had a little bit of a fluff um, in some of the pages, so it's not technically 160 pages. Once they start getting into the letters, so each letter, all 26 letters, both lowercase and uppercase after you did the one page then they had this huge drawing of that of the next letter so it's kind of like you're losing i don't know you probably lost 40 pages just in the um the description of the letter but it does show you how to draw the letter in like a huge you know size 800 font and then they have some like images let's say it's a u it's like an umpire an umbrella that type of thing they'll have some pictures around it reinforce the sound exactly so also, whenever you're doing the, the letter writing or the number writing, 
they have some activities on those pages. Sometimes it's um, recognition of a, of a word like igloo. So if you're on the letter I, you have the word igloo. You, you know, obviously my learner wasn't able to read that at the time, but there was a nice association with the image and the word. They have to then trace that word. A lot of times I asked her to write the word next to it. There's no space for, for that, but I actually had her trace the word and then write the same word again, just as an exercise of doing that. And, you know, just a practice of writing words that she doesn't know and that type of thing. I did find it, you know, maybe it took about five, five minutes or so at the time to do one page. It wasn't really a big deal. I used this. This was just part of our morning basket. This was she a morning would just basket do one, And then, yeah. you know, we would um, go ahead and you know, have her practice extra writing, even on, we've done whiteboard type writing with these letters. I also found a, I found a free online print sheet that was able to print Denelian. So I I did like a sentence from Harry Potter that she could then copy. copy So we did some extra copy work as we got towards the end of this. But how do you feel about it overall as a, as a kindergarten introduction to handwriting well i think you know the book maybe 10 bucks or something like that uh yeah I think maybe less than 10 bucks it Abs- was not very expensive absolutely worth getting um as an introduction and you know if you want this to extend and you really want to hone it you may tear the sheets out laminate them or you may buy two versions of the book and have them do yeah. it twice I found when I finished this, I wanted to go on to something else. I wanted to go on to the right. next thing. And now there's just, it's, you know, because it's Danelian, we are limited in our resources. Yeah. There's a kinder book and then there's a first grade. So it's like. So something I've been doing. You got to jump. You, there's nothing else in, in kinder, but yeah. for us to make our own practice pages. Yeah. We're doing your own practice pages. Obviously you can just buy a book of line paper like we have. You can mm-hmm. have the you know learner practice that, and the funny thing is we've been doing the hundred lesson learn to read in hundred lessons uh, book. At the end of every single lesson, there is a writing exercise, and I have a sheet that's always on whatever page we're on, where she has to write like at the end of the you know the lesson she has to write the letter S and the letter H, ten times each, right? Whatever it might be. I have found extending some of the Danielian work into that so. We're kind of blending the handwriting, that's good, yeah. taking advantage of that, as well as the reading. And during the reading exercises, I thought that's been really helpful. Um, she actually kind of looks forward to it. as kind of a joke. She likes to use all the, the entire line. I'm trying to like save space. <laughs> She's like, no, no, daddy, I'm going to do it a hundred times. And I, I used to get like, no, I told you to stop, but okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Get some handwriting practice. Yeah. Kid. Let's do, let's do some handwriting. I think copy work's important. But yeah, other than that, like I, I wish there was another book we could go on to, you know, something a little bit more, maybe writing letters. I would really like to know, maybe the people in the audience can let us know if they're, you know, we have some, we have a lot of Charlotte Masony type of people and they like to do a lot of copy work. And I, I wish there was a book where there was some fun copy work that she could do, like sort of like a workbook where. Right. But it would be need to be that the problem is, is it would need to be in Danielian style. Yes. And it's really difficult to find resources. I know there's some really good things on Teachers Pay Teachers and yeah. some other places. But, you know, the mainstream, when you talk about logic of English mm-hmm. or handwriting without tears yeah. or any yeah. of these other, you know, phonics based programs that also incorporate handwriting, it's like print or cursive. And there is no. Um, you know, we are, we are going a different path and there are just less resources for it, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this book. Yeah. But, but even, even beyond just the resources, I think just in general, I I think having, you know, if Evan Moore is listening, you know, it would be really nice to have like a book of copy work that they could do 
on a daily basis where it gives you a paragraph. I've, I've noticed I've leveraged some of the other workbooks that we're doing, such as the geography book, um, obviously the, the hundred learn the reading hundred lessons all about reading. I have been leveraging some of that to give her practice in writing words and writing sentences. Another thing that she's been doing with our scholastic book, which is the sight words book that we're doing right now. We're about halfway through that. She has been writing the word. So for example, you get a new word this week was like will, right? And that's the sight word that she's got to learn, even though phonetically she could spell it out, but we're, we're learning on, you know, we're blending the two, the two styles together. She writes the word on the line, copies it and writes it. And then she's now starting to write sentences, like whatever she thinks. And, and mm-hmm. I'm letting her misspell the words because she's just excited about it. But there again, she's also she's getting, getting copy more work. Pra- copy work and practice work. I just wish there was like, you know, I asked you that one time to print off like, you know, a sentence from Harry Potter and she could read it. Well, right. right. And that, and that's, that's exactly the way that, um, you know, I've, I've been reading Emily, um, Emily Cook's book about uh, mm-hmm. modern secular Charlotte Mason. And, you know, one of the things that she talks about and uses in Build Your Library is to take books that you're reading, mm-hmm. living books, and take sentences or paragraphs from there and use those for your copy work. Yeah. So, that's, so, you know, taking the sentence from Harry Potter is exactly yeah, that doing that exact thing. And, and so that's one of the reasons I think it would be difficult to get a really good like copy work type book because mm-hmm. the sentences in there wouldn't have any connection for your student. Whereas when she got to copy the word, you know, you're a wizard, Harry, yeah. she was very excited about that because yeah, she, yeah. she knew that and there was a connection there. So yeah. I think it'd be difficult to make a workbook that well, would be good. Yeah. And, and you know, there's that. a, there's a lot of kids out there that, you know, there's some kids that will just run out and be really good at something. Um, you know, whether it's reading or it's handwriting or it's math, but I think a lot of students need that. There's got to be a lot of repetition. There's got to be a lot of intrinsic motivation. There's got to be a lot of practice. And these type of activities are not necessarily knowledge-based. They're skills-based. And skills-based things need to be practiced. Yeah. Whether it's doing you know, long-form addition. You just got to practice that a lot of times to finally understand what you're doing. Or you know, writing words and whatnot. It, there's just, there's, there's amount of time, like we, we've talked about this, like time on paper, time on right. in book, time in this, there's, there's just a, in an amount of work, there's got to be some investment from the student before they begin to master the thing. Like, I'm just thinking about it. Like whenever I read a book, I'm reading, you know, huge amounts of words really, really fast. And I, I'm watching, it's almost like I'm watching this happen in real time. And I think this is the thing that I'm, you know, as a teacher, an educator, a mentor, first time I'm actually doing this with a young person, I'm realizing that these skills, while we take for granted their speaking and the speaking ability and them running around and chasing things and how quickly they learned how to do that, things like reading, things like writing, these are very difficult skills to learn and they do not happen overnight and it does require a lot of work and, you know, coming to grips with that that they don't learn these things overnight. And yeah, they do it, take a lot of practice. It does take a lot of practice. It does take a lot of time. And I'm being thoughtful in the materials that you choose. Well, right. And one of the yeah. things I, I think was good about this one is, you know, I think it's funny that that, that other program is called Handwriting Without Tears yeah. because I think like, oh, man, I, we, we've we never had any even come close to tears with doing this book. No. I think it's very gentle. Um it and, is a gentle book, yes. you know, she's, uh, I don't, our daughter has never really had a big problem putting in 
the effort with this book because it's it's not very rigorous. At the same time, I though, understand that there's some kids who would struggle with that. You, yeah, but at the same time, I think because it's not very rigorous, you may want to add in other additional practice. Right? There's two mm-hmm. pages all on the letter Y, but then you're not going to see the letter Y again. In yeah, this book, you're, right? You're, you're going like, to hit it once. Yeah, you're doing one a week or whatever. I mean, that's you know, half, right. half the think, year. You only see it once. I think you do need to supplement this yes. book. It's a great it's a great way to teach them the beginning. And this is only a kinder book too. So. Exactly. But I mean, if you want the, the practice, this book is not going to go over the same letter, you know, jump back to it multiple times. It's going to hit it once and then it's going to move on to the next letter. I mean, it'll hit it both, you know, lowercase and uppercase, but uh, each of those only for one page of practice so mm-hmm. know that otherwise i th- i think it's a i think it's a nice book and it was absolutely fantastic I, I enjoyed it a lot and and i think we started doing this really heavily before we did the morning basket and in the last year or so the morning basket i think earlier this year we we put it into place like april or so, so sometime around there um it's now you know mid-november i have really like I've had my, you know, come come to Jesus moment with morning baskets and how important they are, at least from my standpoint. Well, the way that you're using yeah. them, I think it depends, you know, uh, all families can use them differently. Absolutely. But the way that we're using them as a supplement to um, yeah. the main curriculum with getting in some of these extra skills we want to cover, telling time we already talked about and now yeah, handwriting, exactly. it's really worked out nice for us. So. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, it's been a little bit longer, short bite, but I, you know, I just, we've been riffing more on the the nature of of learning, of learning skills, skills based things, handwriting in general. Yeah. I really think that you know, as our learners get into that kindergarten, first grade level, when they are going to be asked to finally start to write things that are you know grammatically correct, phonetically, I mean, uh, uh, spelled correctly, you know. These are the little skills that you got to get in early. Right, we can't. So that, we can't ignore it. Yeah, you can't ignore it. And yeah. I, I really, I really, I have seen the light on this and how important it is and how much time it takes and how much, you know, how many hours they need to do to put in the work. It's like playing a sport. You know, they need to learn how to dribble a basketball. <laughs> if you can't play basketball, you can't dribble. You know, although I wasn't very good dribbler, but I played. Because they just threw it to we, me, and I, I, I was a, working close. This is to like the a net. long short yes. bite. <laughs> yes. But we digress. But ju- but just in general, like I, I really am starting to see the benefit of a little bit of rigor and a little bit of perseverance through things that are difficult. Now I understand. That, I mean, you have some kids that are they struggle with that, but these type of workbooks and doing this and and getting these skills in place has really been a an illuminating experience for me on on the nature of teaching and the nature of the challenges at this age. So. The Danielian handwriting book and a lot more philosophizing, educationalizing than we normally do. But this is this has been an interesting. Interest, this is a really good book. We like the philosophy of Danielian, so hopefully you guys check it out. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!